the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Live Big with Bishop Derek Greer, Senior Pastor of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. Visit gracechurchva.org for this message and to find out more about how you can grow in Christ. We serve a big God, and we believe that His Word calls for us to live big. So our prayer is that this broadcast empowers you to live a life so big that it blesses everyone and everything around you. Let's get into the teaching. Any blessing that comes before we're ready is really a curse. God can snap his finger and all of our needs can go away in an instant. The question is, could we handle it? Or would we be like Hezekiah and make it all about ourselves? Again, I watch people just a little bit. They just got a little bit of popularity and they're better than everybody else. They can just run a little bit, you know, a, a few seconds faster on the 100 than everybody else. And I, I am a superstar. I'm, I'm on a whole different level. All you are is just a little bit faster. You're just a little bit smart. I mean, everyone else might be at, you know, 125. I don't know what the average is. And you at 132. But you are, gosh. I mean, people got to open the door for you when you walk in because you are that bright. Everybody needs your advice. And it's amazing what we do with just a little bit that we have. Imagine if he gave us all that. And this is, too, why I, I'm, I'm a little careful about being critical of those that are beautiful and power and, and all the right, even, even ministers that are doing crazy things. I'm like, you know what? Um, I, terrible. I could judge the act. What they did was wrong, and I could say that was wrong. But, you know, if I came from where they came from, might I be tripping, too? And, and we have to learn to put ourselves in each other's shoes and recognize that, you know, we're all just a little bit crazy. And it's just that our craziness, God has not exposed to the world yet. You understand? That's too why you want to be careful about God putting you on platforms, because the higher you are, the more people can see. And things that you used to be able to do in private, now you, every, everything's in public. Everybody knows about it. So you, you, want to, you want to have enough time, you know, to develop in secrecy. And, and in privacy, where the whole world doesn't have to know about it. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you have a, a struggle. So here's the, the scripture, though. So, okay, the emissaries or the ambassadors came from Babylon. And instead of Hezekiah pointing to, again, all that God did for him, Hezekiah starts showing all his treasures. And then, then the prophet prophesied, if, if you weren't here, Isaiah said, listen, that very nation that you showed all your treasures to, they're going to come and conquer you. And that's exactly what happened 100 years later. And the pride of life is a whole dangerous thing. We talked about that a little bit 
uh, on Sunday. But, but watch, watch how the Bible explains this. It says, so God withdrew from him. See, Hezekiah was doing great as far as the world was concerned. So much so the Babylonians came and took a look. But God saw something growing in his heart that Hezekiah refused to check. Let me say this too. Um, listen, I'm a high-profile guy too, so I'm not making light of anything. But let me tell you what I know. All of these people that are publicly scandalized, before they got to the point of public embarrassment, God was dealing with them privately. So please don't just think that, that God's just going to put you out on front street for no, no reason. There was a long time, and their conscience was talking to them. And I know with just about all the cases that I'm aware of, I talked to men and said, I went and talked to that guy about that, but he wouldn't listen. So almost every time, God was warning and, and, and saying, hey, come on, let, let's, let's get this together. But they didn't listen. And, and here's the deal. You can come nice, you come easy, or you come hard. And, but yeah, but you're coming. Um, especially, if, you know, if you're a child of God and he's really a father, he's going to get it done one way or the other. And Hezekiah was not listening to the still small voice on the inside. On the inside, he knew that he was straying and, and adrift and floating. But watch what God had to do. God withdrew from him in order to what? To test him that he may know. Who may know? Yeah, Hezekiah. All that was in his heart. Now, the New King James Version, that was, they, they put the capital he for their translation, but that's not what was in the original text. You see, God knew what was in Hezekiah's heart, but Hezekiah didn't know. Like I said, we all think we're more honest, more real, more down to earth, more humble, and more faithful than we really are. And the thing is, if we won't honestly face our crazy, God may have to help us. It says here, God loved him, but God withdrew from him. God led him through the season in his life to show him who he really was. And sometimes God has to lead us through seasons of our lives to show us who we really are. How many times in my life did I think I was more spiritual than I was? I thought that, you know, I kind of arrived at a place and God had to let some things happen to remind me, hey, buddy, you ain't all you thinking. You, 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 without me, you in some serious trouble. Listen, man. And I, I, I know, you know, that um, you, you see me every week and all the rest. That's good. But I, I'll tell you. And, and I admitted this, I think, for the first time at the Bible Museum. And um, I was surprised to hear a lot of folks say, that's my same experience. But at least once or twice a Sunday every year, I'll stand a minister and I can't feel God's help. And by the way, for me, that's the scariest thing. Because I don't have nothing to say. I ain't saying nothing. If he's not with me, I'm not standing up there talking to you about stuff. That's some serious stuff I'm talking to you about. Lord, if you're not with me, I don't have a whole lot to say. But I find that in these, 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 these moments, it's God lovingly reminding me, saying, Derek, is it about me or is it about you? What are you going to do with that? Are you going to put on a show? Are you going to make believe? What are you going to do with this moment? Are you going to 
uh, present like you do got it when you don't got it. And those moments are some of the most challenging and frustrating moments. But you, you might not know it, but, but after moments like that, I'll be on my face for days. Lord, I tell you, tell you, whatever's wrong, whatever's missing, wherever, Lord, please get it right in me. And sometimes God's smart. He'll back up. All that strength, all that grace you got, thank God for it. But every now and then, he'll kind of pull back and say, okay, um, you think that, you know what, you could just do all that and I'm just going to carry you through? Let me, let me just, you, you think you really got it like that. You, you don't realize it's my grace that's carrying you. It's, even, again, I'm going to use me. If I talk about you, you might get mad at me. <laughs> if I could talk about me. I'll start writing a message. It'll become so hard, I want to pull my, I mean, okay. <laughs> But, no, strangely, I know it sounds crazy. I had weekends, and this happened for more than a year, that I would pull aside Friday, Saturday, and we weren't having Saturday night services at the time. Nothing. And then at 4 o'clock Sunday morning, he'd wake me up with the message. Why was he so mean to me? (laughs) No, from my vantage point, this is mean, God. You know, I'm, I'm nervous now. I'm sweating. I got to stand before people. And now, God, I got to absorb it really, really quick. And I, I got to present it. God, why are you doing this to me? Not one week, two, three, four, five. It's like, Derek, I need to remind you where that comes from. So sometimes I'll, I'll be at the end of myself. Oh, God. But it was him love. It seemed like, to me, it did not seem like love. How many of you, when you got spanking, it felt like love? It doesn't feel like love. It never. No, really, it's like, God, why do you hate me? And part of me is saying, I hate you. No, I didn't say that. I was just joking. Just joking. But I was amazed at what he did from 4 o'clock to the time I came here. I was like, I can't do that. And years later, I can tell. Even still, I'll be putting something together. Lord, what do you want me to share? I can't do that. I know that I can't do that. I know it's him, but every now and then he'll pull back just to remind me, do you really know it's me? Lest I think it's my experience. Lest I think it, you know, maybe I've just been doing it for a long time and, you know, I've just developed a skill. No. It's the anointing that makes the difference. And, and really, and I've been doing this for years. But he will pull back and remind me. Now, I've been married for 25 years. But there are times, there are issues. I've been saying to my wife for 25 years, no movement, no shift. She's perfect, but, you know, just. (laughs) But it's amazing. When I finally get God's ear and I get out of her ear. And I know he hears me. She just flips. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm serious. And you'll think she's, oh, she's one of the most stubborn, lovingly stubborn, <laughs> committed to her way people you ever going to meet. 
And I found out I needed God in my relationship with my wife. I don't, I, I can't make her do anything. I've been trying for a long time. God lives on the inside of her. And I have to learn to rely on her, lest I start thinking, well, it's because I do this and do this. This is why, you know. And sometimes he has to remind me. And every now and then I can feel God at times pull back in our relationship. And I can feel him. He's not giving me special grace. It's like you think y'all are doing this, don't you? No, it's me. And if, and if it wasn't for me, y'all wouldn't be together. I, I, know, I know you just think we're wonderful, but we're not. We are not. We are not. Sometimes God has to pull back to remind you because we think we got it like that. We think we're all that. And, we, you know, and, and, and the thing is, especially when God's blessed you. I mean, when your, your, your money's flowing and, and people think you're smart. And, and sometimes you got to say, okay, okay, you think you got that? You got that. Let me know when you're done how that works. I'll be right here. I'll be right here when you come back. Right here. We can talk about it. I'll help you clean it up. But right now, you do you. God is wise. He's a better father than I will ever be in a million lifetimes. I don't have half the courage God has. I couldn't do, I'm not disciplined enough, strong enough, I don't know enough to ever raise a child as well as God raises you and I. It says here, God withdrew from him. The King James Version says it more flatly, God left him. Sometimes, God feels far away to show us that we're far away. And if he keeps covering up that feeling, you'll think that you're okay. So sometimes God says, you know what? I'm going to stop comforting you in that area so you can begin to really sense where you really are. And in those moments, we're like, God, why did you abandon me? God, why? He didn't leave you. He's just a good father. And he knows what it takes. Now, here's the deal. As hard as your head is, is as hard sometimes as God has to come to get your attention. And one of my problems is I can make a decision and swear to my hurt and stick with it. And the problem is I sometimes make the wrong decisions. And, and God knows that about me. So, there's a play. I know it's a wrong decision, but I'm about to make it. And God's like, you sure you want to do that? Because once I, I make that decision, it's going to take God to get me back from that decision. And there were times, at least in my life, where I kind of tested the Lord with that. And it's kind of like the, the prodigal that went off into the far city. Just remember, just remember, guys, keep in mind. First of all, the father let him go. We're saying, well, Lord, you know, if you really love me, you know, what's he going to control you? I mean, he, what? He's, he's not going to control you. It's your life. He gave you life and, and, and you're going to, you have a will, you have choices. So he's like, okay, you want to make a choice to leave? I love you. Go ahead. Now I'm going to love you. But the prodigal father did not argue with the young son that wanted to go. He said, here's the door. And then the prodigal went into the, a foreign country people outside the covenant and then he didn't even do well in that country he ended up in the pig pen of that country 
And then when he came to himself in the pig, but see, the thing is, he didn't come to himself at home. And some of us got to go far away before we come to ourselves. He said, Lord, why did I let this happen? God said, why you stray so far? Why are we blaming him when it was us? Us is who left. Home. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, in baseball, you got to keep your foot on the base. And when they throw the ball to the, the baseman, if you're off base, you're out, right? And what we're saying is, well, Lord, you know what? My foot was off base. I shouldn't be out. Your foot was off base. Put your foot back on base and you won't be out. <laughs> you get it? But the point I'm making is the youngster, by the way, we're all that youngster. As far away as he traveled into the foreign city, away from God, was the same distance he had to travel back. So what I've learned, particularly when I'm dealing with depression and stuff like that, how many of y'all know there's, there's a dark place we all sometimes want to go to? But what I learned, and I had to learn the hard way, I could go into that deep hole. You see, God's wise, he's like, okay. A few times you just kind of got me out, but it's like, no, no, this time you, you gonna, you, you, I'm going to watch you crawl out of that thing. Now, now you, you dug that hole, and you keep digging these holes. So this time I'm not going to help you the same way I did last time. Get out that hole. What I found in my life, the, the deeper the hole I dig, the deeper the hole I got to climb out of. So even when it comes to either bitterness, anger, depression, all these different ugly things, I'm like, the deeper I go in, the harder it's going to be for me to come out. So God in his wisdom sometimes let me be in that dark place. Let me be in that deep hole. Not because he didn't love me, but because he's trying to train me and tease me. Boy, you better cut that out. Do you understand? God knows what he's doing. We save our children sometimes too quickly. I know that's us. That's not going to go. Oh, that's real well. And that's why they don't have any courage. Because we help them too fast. Sometimes you got to leave them right where they are. Sometimes in my life, I'm like, God, how could you leave me there? God says, I know exactly what I'm doing. Shut up, boy. Get your stuff together. And I'm working something out. He didn't say exactly that, but you, you know what I'm saying. And the thing is, the deeper the hole you dig is the deeper the hole you got to come out of. Stop blaming God for your hole when it was, it was, he didn't dig the hole, you dug the hole. You went into the foreign land. God didn't make you go, he didn't push you out, you made that decision. And in that decision, you got hurt, it was tough. And God's saying, good. Not, he doesn't, he didn't want that to happen to you, he's for you, and he'll heal you of everything that happened. But he's saying, listen, it's not supposed to be pleasant out there. Because that's not where you belong. You belong in my house. Under my leadership, amongst my people, not out there. So if out there was comfortable, then, you know, you maybe didn't belong to him in the first place. So it's supposed to be uncomfortable when we're far away. Anyway, Hezekiah, the Bible says that God, what, withdrew from him in order to what? Test him. Now, a temptation is different than a test. The temptation is when I come alongside of you and try to make you do wrong. When you take a test in school, the teacher does not come alongside you and whisper the wrong answer in your ear. That would be a temptation. She does not or he does not tempt you, but they do test you. 
So God does test you, meaning, listen, I spent weeks putting this inside you. I spent years developing you in this area. So now I'm going to give you an opportunity to show what you know. So all a test is, is showing what's on the inside of you. You hear what I'm saying? That God has placed. So in, in this situation, God withdrew from him in order to test him, meaning I'm not carrying you. So now I'm going to see what's really in you. Do you get it? Then it says that he might know all that was in his what? Heart. This is what I want to end with. We're going to go to, I think, two more sets of scriptures and then we're through. The reason why I, and often you, do not understand the Lord's discipline is because we don't understand our own hearts. Sometimes I was like, God, why would you have to let something that bad happen to me? God's like, you don't know what I was dealing with in your heart. Underneath all that stuff I was trying to get, I didn't want to have to go there, Derek. But there was some stuff in you that you can't see, you don't see, and it was right there. And if I didn't let some circumstances come to cause that thing to surface, I'd never be able to free you from it. You see, the reason the Lord's discipline doesn't seem fair is because we don't understand. Just like a child said, why? All I want to do is lay my balls. We don't get it because we're children. We don't see like God sees. But God sees all and everything, every part of our hearts. And in his, his wisdom, he disciplines us. You know, God's a little bit like my mother. My mother, she had very, very quick hands. And uh, yeah. and I can't say you should do this today. But she could get you even before you knew you were doing something wrong. What was amazing about women of that era is they could be on the phone, talking to their girlfriend, stirring a pot. But they had these magic slippers on their feet. While they're stirring a the pot. And, and you don't even think they're watching you. Flip that. It hits you and somehow it's a boomerang. I don't know. It comes right back, puts it on the foot. And <laughs> that's my mom. <laughs> but God, we don't even know we're doing wrong. He's like, Psh. like, where'd that come from? God knows. He's been Godding for a long time. He knows every detail. I used to argue with God about my discipline. Finally. Finally, I got to the place. I'm like, Lord, you know what? You know best. I may not know what's going on in me, but you know. And if you felt you need to lead me through that, that road, that way, that, dear God, thank you. I, I know that sounds crazy, and, and, but it took me years to get here. But I'm, to the point, I'm not arguing with you anymore, Lord. You know what you're doing. You know me. You know what I need. You know my tomorrow. You, you, you know everyone I'm going to meet. You know everything I'm going to face. Dear God, if I don't trust you with developing me into who I need to be, who can I trust? Let's read Jeremiah 17 and 9. By the way, that verse ended so that, that he might know what was in his heart. It says, it says this. Hezekiah had the same problem we, we all do. He said, Jeremiah explains, the heart is deceitful. 
The heart is, I'm not, the heart is the spirit and the soul. And our soul is not glorified yet. So our soul can be tricky. I don't always know why I think what I think. I don't always understand my motives. I don't, I don't, I don't always get me. The heart is deceitful. Watch this. Above all things. So you think calculus is hard. Above all things. You think, you know, rocket science is hard. The human heart is the trickiest thing on the planet. I mean, out of, out, of, out of everything. Knowing your own heart is one of the trickiest things you're ever going to do, much less knowing someone else's heart. You know, I've been around for a while. I feel like I, I, every now and then I'm like, man, I've seen it all. But then five minutes later, I'm surprised again. <laughs> Something happened. like, how did that happen? I never saw that coming. I wouldn't believe. I thought, you know, all these years, I'm still surprised. This is the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. We pray that you are inspired to think big, do big, and live big. Our goal is to compel you to live in a way that overflows and blesses those around you. We invite you to meet us online for vibrant worship and strong Bible teaching each Sunday and Wednesday on social media or gracechurchva.org. You can also tune in to the Live Big broadcast on television. So check your local TV listings or visit gracechurchva.org for the broadcast schedule. That's all the time we have. But until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ to live big. I have something.